Turn with me to the book of James. James chapter 1. Look at James chapter 1, verse 1 this morning. James, the greeting. That's what we're going to look at this morning. James chapter 1. Starting our reading there in verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We, we pray that we make much of you this morning. I pray that God, the Holy Spirit, that we welcome him down. I pray that he moves upon us today, Lord, that he does something within us that we can't do within ourselves. That you move us aside, Lord, that we would allow you to search our hearts this morning. The inner parts of it, the deepest parts of it that we're, we cannot see, that we're not qualified to see what's wrong, that you move in that. Lord, I pray that Satan be barred from this place in the name of Jesus, that he can't stay, and that you will be pleased with our worship this morning. It's in Jesus Christ's name I ask it. Amen. First of all, this morning I want us to go, before we go any further into this one verse, I want us to look at what James says about himself before he goes any further in the entire writings of the book of James. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says something about himself that I want you to see here this morning. Look there with me. James, a servant of God, and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the word here is that word that we see many times that uh, Paul referred to himself about, being this slave. And here we see that uh, James is using this same word. Now, this James that's writing this, I believe it to be the brother of Jesus Christ. And James makes a profound statement when he says, I'm a slave. A slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. So at the very beginning of this letter, James describes himself um, by a title wherein lies his only honor. By calling himself and being a slave to God and Jesus Christ. He is the only New Testament writer to call himself a slave of God and Jesus Christ without any other qualification. Now we see that we know that uh, Paul does this. Paul describes himself in the same way. This word doulos is being a slave. But he says, and he goes on further, that he's an apostle. Of the Lord. Jude starts out, um, and the, uh, the book of Jude starts out by calling himself a slave of Jesus Christ and the brother of James. But James will go no further than to call himself a slave to God and to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. That's as far as he'll go. Well, what does it mean to be a slave? What does it mean to be a slave to God and to the Lord Jesus Christ? I'll ask this to you. Do you feel that God expects something of us? If James takes stake and claims to be a slave, do you feel that we also should? 
I believe we should. I believe the Word of God teaches and proclaims that. I feel that being a slave to the Lord would be a wonderful blessing for us in our life. If we were to be a slave to our Lord, there would be something great take place. But let's even take it further. I believe today it's an honor to be a slave to God and the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe it to be a privilege to be able to say that I am a slave to the great creator of all life, of all things, and to be a slave of the redeemer of the souls of men. I believe it to be an honor and a privilege today to say, I belong, I am a slave to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Savior Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to say something about this. When that word slave, boy, that seems to be an ugly word, and it is if it's not in the right spot. But I'm going to tell you today, you will be a slave to something. You say, oh no, I live my life however I want to, then you're a slave to yourself, the flesh. We see today that there are people that are hurting, that are in bondage. We see that there are people all throughout this world that have enslaved themselves to maybe uh, some addictions. They've enslaved themselves to work. They've enslaved themselves to all that the world has to offer. I'm going to tell you today, we as God's people need to be enslaved and grab a hold of that we'll be a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father. I will not be enslaved in my flesh. I will not be enslaved by what the world standard is. I will be a slave to my master, my redeemer, my creator. So what does it take? What does it take to get into the place to where we could be what James is, what he can say? To be a slave to God and to the Lord Jesus Christ. What am I to do to achieve this high honor, this great privilege of being a slave to Jehovah? Well, I'm going to say this. I thought on this, our, our song service matches this. I, I never tell anyone what I'm preaching. Uh, Brother Jason had no idea what this sermon was about. God put that in place for us today to get us ready. What will it take for me to be a slave? You know, I thought on this and the Lord revealed this to me as I was sitting there listening to these songs. You know, we get ourselves in a big bind a lot of times depending on ourselves. We always say, I'm facing this, and I'm facing that. I'm facing this trouble. I'm facing this sorrow. I'm facing these difficulties. I'm facing these problems. I'm facing these habits. And I thought of how much God loves me. Each and every one of us that are, have children or grandparents that carry children. How do we pick that child up? When that child is hurt, how do we pick that child up? Do we pick that child up and turn them away from us and get them up in front of us where they're looking forward? Mm -mm. When we'll take that child in whatever problems going on, whatever hurts there, when that child comes to us, that child gets in our arms, lays their head on our shoulders, and they're looking back here. You see this example? If you and I would ever grasp the fact in whatever's happening in life, it doesn't matter. If I will just go run into the arms of Jehovah God, He will plow through those problems and I'll just see them solved on the backside. Us facing problems is a problem. 
Us facing difficulties is a problem. What you and I need to do is when these times come upon us, we need to be in the arms of the Lord Jesus Christ with our head on our shoulder looking behind Him and let Him plow through those problems, take care of those problems, and we'll just see the victory after He walks through it. Makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, it's just a simple illustration. And as I studied on this passage of Scripture, a slave, things that it will take for me to be a slave, and the things that stood out to me in my own personal life, the first thing that stands out to me to be a slave, it implies absolute obedience. Now there are some, more than others, have a problem since birth being obedient. Have a problem with it. We see children. Some are more hard headed than others. Me and my little brother. My little brother would walk himself right into trouble knowing that he was in trouble. I mean, just get in it. I was a little more calculated. I would weigh out the risk. And I knew what was coming at my house. I'm just going to tell you. It wasn't just a good talking to. And I would weigh that out. I can remember as a child, I'd weigh it out and say, well, I was told one time not to do this. So when I do it, there will be repercussions. Is it worth it? Yes. I'd go ahead and do it, but then I'd have to pay the repercussions of it. So some of us are a little more hard-headed towards being obedient than others. I know that is what they said for me to do but I'm going to do it this way. That's not a slave's mentality. A slave knows no law except the master's word. That's all he knows. All she knows. A slave has no rights of their own. He or she is the possession of the owner. A slave is bound, bound to give his or her master unquestionable obedience. How many times have you felt that you were supposed to do something and you argued with yourself in it? Well, here's the deal. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide us to become that slave to the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's only when we start putting our own reasoning, our own thought process into it, that we get away from the obedience that is required of us. So what this morning? What this morning? I mean right now that's in your life, that you know that's in your life, that you're not being obedient to the Lord in? What is it that you have right now that you know the Lord would not have you to do, but you're doing it anyway? What's in your life that you think you are doing because we always know what's best for me more so than God? I'm just going to hang on to that and God will just have to deal with it. What is it in your life right now that you say, I know that this is not what God has for me, but I'm going to hang on to it? That's a tough question, isn't it? God's Word is telling us right here this morning to open up our hearts for an examination of the Holy Spirit. To allow Him to move upon God's Word and show us what God would have us to be. It's a responsibility 
of any and every child of God to be totally, 100% obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that? That's what His Word teaches. For you and I to be a slave to God and to Jesus Christ, that's what we are to be. So what is it this morning that you will not turn loose of to be obedient to Him? Secondly, being a slave implies absolute humility. You see, a slave is a person who thinks not of his own uh, privileges, but their duty only. Not for their rights, but for their obligation. Oh, that word obligation. That's a word you just don't hear much anymore. We'll say, well, I'll do this, then no one shows up. Or, I'm going to do it this way, and then we just do it for about a week, and then we quit. The word obligation is a word that we don't hear very much. Why? We see so many children of God and have even in our own lives, live defeated and disappointment. Because somewhere along the line, we thought, we felt that we owe ourselves something. We think that we have the right to a lot of things. Well, you know, I've worked real hard for my money. I have a right not to give it at God's house if I want to. I have that right. It's mine. I have the right not to spend my valuable time doing anything of the Lord's work, doing anything at God's house. I am a very busy person. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to let some others serve at the church that has more time than I do. I'll just let them do it. I have a right today to use my talents for whatever I want to use them for. They're mine. I'll use them however I wish and I won't use them if I don't want to. They're mine. I have the right to sleep in another 30, 45 minutes to an hour instead of using that time to talk to my Lord and to read His Word and Him get my day straightened out for me because I have so much stress in my life I just don't have time for that. Christian people, let us be very careful in thinking what we have the right to do or not do. Do you think or live your life as if it belongs to you? Then it's contrary to the Word of God. See, God's Word tells us that He expects something from you and from me. You and I, as the redeemed, are under an obligation to Him and Him alone. A slave to God and the Lord Jesus Christ has lost themselves in the service of their Master. See, a slave never thinks of his own rights. Let me tell you this. Today we are very fortunate to be Americans, right? Greatest nation ever. Man, we have so many freedoms today and they're being attacked. But yet still, with them all being attacked, we're more free than anybody else is free today. Where do you think those come from? 
Constitution, United States? Well, it declares what we are. But they're based upon what God says we are. They just ensure that we'll be what God says that we are. Today, actually, if the Lord Jesus Christ or God had not blessed the United States in the way that He is, we would not have the rights we do today. Correct? So where's the deal? You and I have no right to declare any of our rights. Our rights are afforded us through God and God alone. So what makes you think? What makes me think that I have the right to live my tomorrow the way that I want to? I don't. A slave will always show absolute humility to his master. Third thing that being this slave implies is absolute loyalty. There's another tough word. Loyalty. We see the American industry and companies, they can make you feel real good about yourself, but if you're depending on them, be loyal to you, you wait. Think about it just a minute. You see how loyal they will be to you. This world, oh, it may look like it's loyal to you. You wait till hard times come and they'll be on you like a pack of dogs. This word loyalty, it's not used very much anymore because there's not much room for it. All of the interests of a slave are to be loyal to their master and he alone. Some think that the life that we show at church and the one we live at home and the one we live on our jobs are different. That's wrong. No, it's not. You are to act the same way at church as you act at home and the same way you act among anyone. No matter where you're at, you should always be the same. The life of a slave to God and the Lord Jesus Christ will be one of consistency. It isn't based upon where you are or who you're around. The life of a slave will always be the same because we're only loyal to one master. It's always thinking and acting as the Master expects us to act. What makes us think that God doesn't see us at all times? Do we live our lives as if God's not looking at us at all times? You know what God expects of us? The Master demands excellency. That's all he can demand because he's holy. Not just some of the time, but at all times. I believe a child of God that uh, all ground is holy ground. Every morning is an Easter morning. And we should strive to give our best at all times, be consistent in our work with our Lord. That's what it means to be a slave. God desires loyalty and praise his name. He should. Shouldn't he? Why should he demand loyalty from us? Well, I can tell you, my Lord Jesus Christ showed loyalty to me. He could have very well said when the Father said, I'm going to use you 
You're going to be the sacrifice for mankind. You're going to be the redeemer of the lost. You're going to reconcile man to me. Jesus didn't say, for them. God, you may, you've misunderstood. There's something. Have you seen how they act? Have you seen how their hearts look? Have you truly searched in the heart of man and seen what they are? And you want me to give my life for them? No, Jesus Christ was totally obedient to the Father and through carrying out His loyalty to them, carried out and showed that He's loyal to me. He tells us that He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's going to love me the same today, tomorrow, and eternity past as He will in eternity future. He's always the same. Why? He's loyal, Brother Charles, to us. Man, what a God. Would God say you're loyal to Him? I know that everyone is loyal to something. It may just be ourselves, what we're loyal to. So what's the one thing in your life you will not betray? That you're going to be 100% loyal to. What is it? But also I see a fourth thing about this slave. The word slave implies it's a pride thing. I'm not talking about a bad pride. I want to see about a good pride here. Look what he says. Uh, verse 4, it says that James is a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. James did not say that he, was, uh, uh, that he was a slave with his head hanging down, his lip rolled out. No, he said, I'm a slave to God and the Lord Jesus Christ. With pride, he said it. It was something that made him proud. It was something that made him feel good about himself. And who doesn't want to feel good about themselves? This world today, there are millions upon millions of peoples today that are searching for some way just to feel good about themselves. You agree with that? There are people that have made themselves miserable just trying to feel good about themselves. If you set up past 10 o'clock and you start watching all these um, telemarketing shows and let's get rid of wrinkles. Let's get rid of gray hair. Let's get rid of this. Let's get rid of that. We want you to feel real good about yourself. If you'll do this or you'll do that, here's a pill that's going to make you feel real good about yourself. Doctors are prescribing them. TV's full of them. And we've truly just missed what will make you feel good. Right here. What will make you feel good about yourself? Well, I'm going to tell you, if you think that you can make yourself feel good within yourself, you will be that miserable person. But when we cast our eyes on the true master, when we say, I'm going to be totally obedient, I'm going to be totally loyal, I'm going to uh, focus on the master, I'm going to make him first in everything that I do, I'll allow him to be my heavenly Father. I'm going to allow Him to move in my life. I'm going to seek out His will for my life and He'll make me feel good because I'm obedient to Him. He didn't use the word slave as being a title of dishonor. It was a title by which the greatest ones of the Old and New Testament were known. James set himself in great succession of those who found their freedom and their peace and their submission to the will 
of God. The only greatness to whom, uh, to which the child of God can ever aspire in being is being a slave to God. Who wouldn't want to walk behind the Master? Who wouldn't want to know that their Master was pleased with them? Who wouldn't want to know that their Master knew that you, uh, you always had His interest in mind in your heart? Who wouldn't want that? What keeps us from being absolutely obedient, absolutely humble, and absolutely loyal to our God? Just ask your moment ago, do you want to feel good about yourself? Don't base it upon what you're doing right now. What you have manufactured what you have planned. Things change. How does God see you this morning? Dear Heavenly